0: Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old.
1: Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing.
0: Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game.
1: Alright right, Farron, I got another one for you here. I'll bring it on. Okay, so... What would you say if I told you that there were actually other Jedi running around after the, uh, the fall of the New Republic, or the Old Republic, while the Empire was in control? Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, because we also haven't had a dozen other of those kind of stories come out of Star Wars. Never, never, never. (laughs) But today we're talking about Jedi Fallen Order, a really recent game. It came back out and uh, came out in 2019 on PC, PS4, Xbox One, coming coming out of one of my favorite publishers, Respawn.
0: Respawn, the guys who did Titanfall and Titanfall Two.
1: Yes, excellent, excellent publishers. If you haven't played their game, please go. They do little winks and nods to themselves. They also made uh, Apex Legends, which I'm. is uh, another really big one for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like, it's the Titanfall engine, but it's like, yeah. a, it's like a, a, a Battle Royale. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I Man, I miss playing first-person shooters, but anyway, let's talk <laughs> about this
1: one. Yes, <laughs> okay. So, uh, you, like I said, you can go out and get this pretty much anywhere you want. This game has sold about 10 million copies, so it's, it's done well for itself. Yeah. This is a wonderful, wonderful game that tells the story of Cal Kestis, who was a padawan growing up right at the fall of the old republic um it tells the story of him going through the execution of order 66 when uh, uh the clones turned on the jedi masters and the, the the old republic just completely fell apart i won't go too much further into the story because it's very difficult to discuss it without any kind of spoilers yeah but this game is in the The much more recently popular style of the third-person action RPG game uh, that was really popularized by From Software with Demon's Souls and Dark Souls series.
0: I got the impression that this felt very uncharted to me. Is that wrong? Because I've never played them, but it looks like it. Like the
1: sort of the
0: Indiana Jones, but instead of a machine gun, now you got a lightsaber.
1: Yeah, it's. it is in the sense that it's a an adventure game from a third person perspective mm-hmm. however the mechanics are much more dark souls inspired okay so the fact that you've got your left bumper for your parry you've got a dedicated attack button you've got your dodge roll button uh you've got a limited number of heals heel, that you use that get resupplied at checkpoints that stop you off along your way like it is uh-huh. it is dark souls star wars but oh okay the difference between this and Dark Souls is that this has got an adjustable difficulty to it.
0: <laughs> you mean it's not a hammer over the skull? Well <laughs> we
1: could we could discuss that when we do Dark Souls, because we're gonna do Dark Souls. Oh goody. Uh, it is Dark Souls is one of my favorite game series of all time. I love it. I love the style of game. I think that this game, Jedi Fallen Order in particular, is like the best introduction that you could have to that style of game
0: so do you like this game because it's a star wars dark souls game or do you like it because it's dark souls and just happens to be star wars like if someone doesn't like star wars and they don't like dark souls would you say yeah go for it like one of those two things has to mesh with you before you before you're gonna jive with this
1: If you like either of those two things, you're in. If you like Dark Souls, set this to one of the harder difficulties. Um, I've done my own, like, the the Grand Master Jedi playthrough. I loved it. I 100%ed this game when I had it. Uh, Really? Yes. Oh, I got literally everything in this whole game. I loved every second of it. This game is dripping with atmosphere, and it just feels so good to run around in. Um, But if you are just a Star Wars fan and you're not a super intense combat person, like play this on easy, do it. It has got an excellent story.
0: That's Um, what I did. That's what I did. The one above easy, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But but set it to something simple everything dies in one hit you're not going to take a whole lot of damage it feels super super rewarding it's fun it's got an excellent story you meet the you meet the cast of characters that you expect from star wars you've got uh, a surly old captain you've got uh, your your mentor who follows you around you've got your cute little droid you've got an antagonist and then you've got the bigger antagonist behind them like it is it it is as star wars as star wars gets
0: and you know it's funny what you just said there you you bump into everyone you expect to that's what killed me i i bought this game like i Mm -hmm. uh, i was interested in it i wasn't at first i wasn't interested in it but then they announced they had added some sort of skirmish mode where you could just like take on waves waves of enemies and just like a skirmish duel Mm -hmm. uh and so i thought okay i'll I'll throw some money at it i'll play it um and i like all modern star wars games sound great right because you get the sound effects library from Lucasfilm. You get the music from Lucasfilm. You know what everything has to look like. Carry on. So um, I would have been shocked if the game didn't sound great. If the music wasn't great. And of course mm-hmm. it all is. And it, it is. looks great. Um, and I had fun with it. And it was a fun power fantasy. And I bounced right off it. Interesting. I, got to the, I got to the end of the third world. Mm-hmm. The one where you start off by hijacking the Imperial Walker in the swamp.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I finished that one. And I went, okay. And I just sort of gave up.
1: Yeah. And
0: I came back to it this morning and sort of futzed around for the hour. Um, and it was okay, but I found I didn't care. I didn't like, la- the story, there was nothing wrong with the story. The mm-hmm. story was, in- was interesting-ish, but it was, you know what it reminded me of? And mm-hmm. not in a good way, The Mandalorian. I
1: okay. like everything,
0: I like everything but the script. I just don't care. Fair enough. And, and I found that, like, I'm not going back. I'm I, and and I don't know why because the, the lightsaber is the lightsaber combat is cool. It's very neat to wade into a pack of stormtroopers, and you know they're screwed. But that's okay because yeah. they do too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's like, it's neat. Uh, it, it made me feel like Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One where you just you're a Cuisinart with a sword that makes a cool sound. Uh, and don't get me wrong I don't dislike Star Wars. I quite like it. Hey look, I've got a lightsaber um, <laughs> And you know, as we discovered it in, in, or as we discussed in another episode you know, one of my, the first game I introduced in the series is a Star Wars game. But for this one for as good as it is, I didn't care That's I'm great. not sure what that says about it I just went,
1: okay, whatever um i think that there's there's a lot of things that can kind of add up to it like f- let's let's be perfectly blunt the the development of Calcastus as a character doesn't really get fleshed out until the very end of the game he's um so
0: boring. Like, he's such an uninteresting twerp he, maybe he, i just didn't get far enough into it i don't know
1: he gets his sort of turn once you get to that last planet and that's when he kind of locks in like oh i am i am a jedi um if you wait wait i i know I know, but basically this is a this is a game that was to set up Jedi Fallen Order 2, I think, in it it's still a very good game, but I think yeah. that it was made to be the stepping stone to get to that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I um, mean it's a it's a quality game and there will be a second one. There's no way oh, 100%. I mean, 10 million, 10 million copies, yeah, there's gonna be yeah. a Fallen Order 2.
1: Um but if you are not planning on finishing the story, I recommend you watch a video of the last level, because the end of it Is some of the best feeling Star Wars storytelling. You mentioned Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One. That terrifying menace, that real truthful power that Darth Vader is meant to be. Mm -hmm. You get more dark, terrifying stuff at the end of uh, Jedi Fallen Order that is it feels good it feels like you are actually a young barely jedi knight trying to make your way against something horrifying at the very end yeah um
0: you know the very first level where you're in the the uh the the facility yeah that was that thrilled me i remember playing it and going oh my god yeah this is amazing and then i got fucking boring Uh, because the next one was all about platforming and it was like snore Mm -hmm. and then the one on the planet you know the the swamp planet whatever that was interesting and you know with uh what's his name a forest Whitaker's character uh he's also in rogue one saw yeah saw guerrera saw guerrera that was interesting but it was at its most thrilling when i felt like i was on the run yeah and maybe I'll find more of that. I mean, at some point when I have a better computer and I can really crank up the detail, maybe I'll go back and give it another shot. Um, and, you know, but it's again, I, I played it. I loved it. And I stopped caring the minute I put down the controller. Yeah. Um, I played it on PC, but I still used a, du- a DualShock 4. Right. Uh, there's no way you could play this with a keyboard. Well, I mean, I, I uh, guess... You I'm, can. Well, I, I, yeah, I know I it's a detective thing. <laughs> Seriously?
1: Yeah. The first How time the I hell played. did that work? The first time I played this through, I played it on uh, on my laptop with uh, mouse and keyboard, and I had my right click was parry, my left click was attack, uh, oh, my dodgeball wow. was something, I don't remember exactly what all my keybinds were, but it is, it is doable. And is I, it I played fun? through, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I played through Grandmaster, the hardest difficulty of the game on mouse and keyboard.
0: Wow, okay, that's impressive. Uh, and I can't play games like that with a mouse and keyboard. I, that's I fair. I have to play the controller. That's,
1: it's um, definitely better with a controller.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, but then I played the first three Arkham games with the mouse and keyboard.
1: See, that so, sounds insane to me.
0: I'm going to play... I'm going to actually fire up Arkham Knight sometime over Christmas, and I'm going to play that one with a the, with the controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a, a real PC PC snob. I still am, but... You know, this game. I mean, it, it felt great. It yep. looked great. Uh, it, it sounds beautiful. That's the one thing I can always say. If I'm gonna get a Star Wars game, I know it's gonna sound great, yeah. and that is so important. Like that's what makes Star Wars games a good experience. Whether you're talking about the Battlefront games, the new ones, which I don't particularly care for, or the original Battlefront 2 that came out with like uh, in 2003, which I still adore. Oh yeah. Uh, and we're gonna do that at some point, I think. Uh, it's all about the sound. Like, Star Wars has a sound to it. Yeah. And that sound has remained consistent since the original movie in seventy seven. And that's that make that's part of the thrill. Like, oh my god, I'm in this game. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm doing these things. I'm in the movies.
1: It is it is so immersive in that way it just sucks you in and if you could you can just like let go of everything else around you you there's nothing in the world that is easier to completely focus my mind and my attention on than a good star wars game
0: let go of your feelings adam yeah People well yeah the force that, and kill much. hundreds and hundreds of enemy soldiers
1: and it's great um you you do some Incredible things in this game. You, and this is—I mean, this kind of cuts like a little bit deeper for for Star Wars lore. But you go to Dathomir, and this is a couple of years now after Grievous showed up there and massacred all the night Sisters. You see these Knight Sisters resurrected by their own magic. They come and attack you. You're dealing with the Knight Brothers and these just brutes who are after you. you that so
0: went over my head. All of it. Well,
1: that that all happens <laughs> during. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. all happens during the events of the Clone Wars. Um, okay, well, I yeah, know who Grievous is, but yeah. yeah, yeah, He shows up there, murders them all on Dooku's orders. There's like three of them left okay. because the Night Sisters made a pact with uh, with Dooku, and they had a whole thing. It is a whole okay. thing. Watch okay. Clone Wars, <laughs> um, but. You wind up upgrading your lightsaber. You start off with just a single bladed lightsaber that's got the M chopped off of it. And then you yep. find the emitter to put on the other end. And now you've got a customizable lightsaber where you can swap the, the grip out. And you can swap the emitters out and change the blade colors later does on. Does any of
0: it matter? Like, I started tinkering with mine too because I, I, was, I was like, I think by the time I finished, I had done three worlds. And so I could mm-hmm. tinker with the, the lightsaber. But does any of it matter other than if you turn it into a dual blade?
1: Uh, No, it, it's purely that just aesthetic design of what do I want my lightsaber to look like. Oh, um, that's fine. I mean, hey, yeah. I'm,
0: a, I mean, I'm a clothes horse when I play Assassin's Creed and, and all of that, so I yeah. totally get that. But Okay.
1: Um, and then, you know, further on in the game, you, you get this awesome planet where you need to go and collect a lightsaber crystal from the planet of Elos, which is where Jedi Padawans would go to get their lightsaber crystal. And you wind up having another upgrade for your lightsaber where you can now split the damn thing in two. And you've got twin lightsabers now at this point, as opposed to a double-bladed one. It, It gives you these incredibly different ways to play it, and i love it so much and there's so much like deep lore that the game just presents to you without any kind of explanation like hmm. it it gives a tie-in to um uh the force awakens uh, the okay. planet that we see that becomes star killer base oh it's, it's all but confirmed that that is elos because you go to elos once because it's it's a source of kyber crystals kyber crystals are what power Power. lightsabers they power the death star they power uh star killer base it is the hub for them in the galaxy you go there once you fly away you come back and you start seeing this massive trench that the empire is digging around the um the ring of the planet Mm -hmm. which you put two and two together massive kyber crystal supply planet basically getting cut in half uh, icy planet that becomes um, yeah. Death Star or a new Death Star, basically. It's it's huh. Elos. Oh my God, it's Elos. That's you, neat. It's so cool. You get these wonderful little drips that that are there for Star Wars fans. That are there for the hardcore Star Wars fans. Um, if you are a fan of the, a fan of the franchise, or yeah, a fan of the franchise of Star Wars, play it. Just f- find it. Wait for it to go on sale, but play it at some point.
0: You know, it's funny, I, I was going to say that I wasn't going to play it beyond the hour, but I think once I have a better rig in the in the spring, mm-hmm. I think I'm going back to this. Like, you got my attention, not so much with the lore, because I like Star Wars, but, you know, not the way I love Star Trek, but yeah. you're describing, oh, you know, I can have a dual lightsaber, and I can go to these interesting places that I know, that gets my attention. I think I may have to go back and, and give this one another swing at some I, point.
1: I'm really happy to hear that. So,
0: well, You sold me on a game. There we go. Hey, there it uh, is. Yeah. And you've played it through how many times?
1: Uh, I, I played it once through on the second hardest, once through on the hardest, and then I'm playing it through again on the hardest difficulty right now. <laughs> God,
0: man. See, I, I, even if I adored the game, I could only ever play it through once and mm-hmm. then go and play the, the skirmish mode, which is initially why I bought the game. But right. yeah, I, mean, I bought this on a Steam sale. I don't regret it. And now I want back in. So damn
1: you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, right, my mission yeah. is complete then.
0: Oh, well, there it is.
1: There um, it is. Yeah.
0: All right, Adam, I got an oldie and possibly a goodie for you.
1: All right. All right. Let's go.
0: I I was introduced to this one when it came out in 1991, so I was in grade 10. And it's called Rules of Engagement for the PC. It was made by a company that's still around called Omnitrend Software. And here's the thing. I, I had to laugh about this. Omnitrend is not a game company. They're like cybersecurity. Really? Thomas Carbone and the Molino brothers—nothing to do with the guy who does like Dungeon Keeper and them, Peter mm-hmm. Molino—they, uh, I think, they just worked for Omnitrend and made this game. And Omnitrend said, "Okay, we'll help you publish it." Like oh, wow. it, yeah. And and this one was published. Like they eventually did find a publisher called Mind. which is absolutely one of my favorite pc publishers i promise we're going to come back to them Uh, (laughs) but they designed rules of engagement as part of like this larger they called it the interlocking game system and it included like a 4x game called uh universe which i've never played and then a a turn-based troop tactics game called breach and it was breach 2 and the whole idea is all these games interconnect and then there was like rules of engagement 2 and breach 3 and same thing uh So rules of engagement is the ship to ship starship combat game. And of course you recognize the interface, right?
1: Yes. Yes, yes, it is very much the Elcar's interface from Star Trek. Yeah,
0: and in 1991, you know, that was I think they were in their third or fourth season. That 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 was like super high tech. I mean, now it's just a nightmare of an interface. As yeah. you discovered when you actually have to use it, uh, <laughs> that interface is a mountain to climb for this game. But the idea of the game is you know it's it's whatever with well, the Federation versus I guess the EFTA, the Federated Worlds. Systems or you have to. it? The FWS versus the UDP? Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's two spacefaring human nations uh, battling it out out there among the stars. But the thing is, it's like it is a real-time strategy game, but. Push aside all your visions of a real-time strategy game where you can see the units and you click on them with your mouse and you say, move over here. No, no, that, there's none of that. No. <laughs> Think of the interface from Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. It's what's called the L-CARS interface. It's just what uh, Michael Okuda called it. Um, they stole it flat out. He stole it. These guys stole the interface. Yep. And you control your ship as if you're sitting at a console. So if you want to order another ship to do something, you have to go to the communication screen and select that other ship for the menu and then select the order and hit send and the game knows how far away the other ships are and it's radio. So it takes time. So it might only take a few seconds for the radio transmission to get from you to another ship, but then they have to think about it and then they have to send it back. So I play, I remember playing scenarios in high school where it would be two or three minutes before i got a response mm-hmm. to an order but I'd already sent three more orders because things had changed right. uh it, it's just it's really really weird it's like it's the sort of communication system that you would have seen at like gettysburg when you know they had to be mm-hmm. sent by a dude on a horse right, and, right, right. you know and the system is super complex and you could like there isn't anything you can't do with this ship you can target this and you can set the power of your your you know your phasers they don't call them that but they're phasers you can (laughs) set the your you know the power of your photon torpedoes they're not called that but that's what they are and all these sorts of things and i played the hell out of this game in high school i loved this partially because i'm a huge trekkie and i love the interface but i loved how complex it was and i love that i had to invest the time in this game to learn just how it runs and like most games that i played in high school i didn't own this game this came to me on a floppy disk from a friend because that's just how it worked <laughs> in the 80s and 90s yeah yeah you know, there's no hiding that anyone unless you had a lot of money chances are you know unless you had a, let's be honest a, a mom or a dad who was into these who was willing to pay them you went to high school with a box of empty floppy disks and you swap back and forth with friends. That's how I was introduced to Battletech. And it occurs to me, we are totally going to have to do Crescent Hawks Inception. That's another PC game. But, uh, you know, that's how I encountered this game. So I had to learn this interface (laughs) without the instruction manual. When you played it, because of course, it's been released ma in like for modern systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one guy did it and you can get it at itch.io itch.io. It's like five bucks. Go buy this game, please guys. But it comes with a scan of the original manual. Did you use, did you have to use the manual or do you just wing it?
1: I just winged it. I, I looked at it and I thought, <laughs> you know what, this, this is an interesting interface and I want to spend some time clicking buttons and figuring out how things work. And yeah. uh, it, it, Definitely took some time to kind of figure out steering the ship and accelerating the ship. <laughs> it
0: took me five minutes to figure out how to start the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the, I definitely create the did well.
0: Then create the scenario and, and that's it. That's two menus right there. And then you go into yeah. a third menu, and then you start <laughs> the scenario, and then you read the objectives, and then suddenly you're in the game. And yeah. you know, like there's the music is I mean, I listen I mean it's funny, I was listening to the music in the intro. And they have it and this is what this is what music sounded like in the early 90s if you had a sound blaster or ad-lib sound card that mm-hmm. i didn't have that so i had the the beeps and squeaks of a pc speaker
1: oh okay so, the and, thing that made like three different sounds
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah yeah um but it's also how i know the music for many of my favorite pc games is through that's that fair. speaker. But, that's uh, fair you know this game is just it's it's actually super complex like considering when this was made and considering this game was i think three or four floppy disks right we're talking 1.2 megabyte floppy disks yeah this game was not 10 megs which by the way in 1991 would have been enormous i had a 20 meg hard drive on my first game (laughs) and it was the size and weight of a brick Um, you know i remember when i upgraded to a 40 meg drive. wow what will i do with all the space um it was quite the scandal when wing commander won, which we totally have to do uh that game was like 15 megs you had to clear your computer out so this one was only a few megs and yet they created this super complex game um how many scenarios did you play
1: uh i played the first one i think it took me three shots to get it right um the first one to bumble around and get annoyed the second one to (laughs) accidentally blow up the wrong ship and the third one to actually do it yeah yeah um and then i uh, i got part way into the uh into the second scenario where i just did a it's a ship battle against a couple of drone control ships mm-hmm. uh and you just need to get to your waypoint and that is your objective
0: it's been so long i didn't get past the i mean i did complete but i didn't get past the the first it's a tutorial mission called a shakedown cruise yeah uh, and i just i had so much fun with it i just went and did it again Okay. (laughs) Uh, The first time I blew up the scout ship is I didn't read carefully enough, Mm -hmm. and because the the idea is that you have three ships, so you way outpower the enemy, and you're trying to capture an enemy vessel. But I thought I was trying to capture the transport, not the scout. Yeah. So I sent the other two guys to blow up the scout, and I went after the transport. And of course, the, the scenario ends because I, you know, my my people did exactly what I told them to do. They blew up the scout ship, so I went back in. And this time I sent the other two ships to blow up the transport, or sorry, to capture the transport. And I went after the scout. And again, I didn't read the manual because I figured, I figured this out 30 years ago. How hard could it be? (laughs) So I'm wailing away on the transport at like 30,000 kilometers with my Mm -hmm. phasers, lasers, whatever. um, And I'm not doing any damage. What the hell is wrong? And then I look at the interface and I realize The power on my lasers was set to zero. So I could hammer away on them all day. I'm not doing much more than giving them a light show. And so I cranked it up to 100, targeted the shields, the shields tore them apart, knocked out the drive and boarded the ship. And if you don't have Breach 2 installed, and even when I did own both of these games back in 1991, I could never get them to interface properly. So if you don't have it, you board the ship and you get this... Well, it's competing bar graphs. Yeah. On one side, you see your cool looking uh, Marine. And that's, you got to admit, that's a pretty cool little costume.
1: It, uh, it is. <laughs>
0: and then below, you see an image of 10 guys. And they're like, they look like the bathroom logo. Like, we're talking stuff. <laughs> This is the men's bathroom logo. And then on the other side, you have the enemy captain. And he's some mutant, whatever. Uh, by the way, you can make your own species in this game, mixing and matching heads, arms, legs, bodies, and uh, torsos and the whole nine oh, yards. Interesting. Uh, and then you see his 10 guys. So you can see, are your guys injured? Are they dead? And then you have to get to a certain percentage of the ship you control. And then it stops and you've captured the vessel. Um, if you had breach two, uh, and I, I'm sure I could find that on like, there, there's a lot of DOS emulators where you just play it in your browser. Uh, breach two is, sort of a a third person or not third person it's like it's a real-time strategy game but it's turn based like it's it's isometric so if you ever seen the way like Baldur's gate looks in those sorts of games um or torchlight or diablo it's that angle um but it's turn-based and you you know you can you play all these different scenarios where you arm your troops and send them out into the into the into the world but if you have it connected to rules of engagement or rules of engagement two which is an even more complex interface because they divide the screen into four quadrants and so you could have like a, a navigation in one and a targeting in the other and communication oh, in another sorry, it's, Jesus. oh it's but it's amazing it's amazing um but you would load up breach and it knows what kind of ship it is and it would simply load that map and it would know what kind of troops you had and you'd play the scenario okay the difference is is that you represent a real person in this game and you lead the boarding action. If you as the commander get killed, the scenario ends. Interesting. Yeah. Um, It's not like say in Homeworld, which you and I have both played and we'll probably do at some point. um, You can set it so that if you lose the mothership, it doesn't matter, you can carry on as long as you have a carrier. In this game, if you lose your guy, that's it. The game is over because you died. Because you represent a dude standing at a console and I loved it.
1: yeah, I I can completely understand how this so enraptures you. it's it's a it's an interface that I'm sure that if I spent if I had the drive to spend another five hours playing this game, I would absolutely love this interface yeah um, once you get used to it. it is looking at it from the outside it is it it's obtuse it, maybe not obtuse it's
0: no it's crude
1: yeah like you yeah. can
0: you can't hold your like i kept moving my mouse over the radar screen and using my mouse wheel to try and zoom in but you yeah. can't do that because no. there were no mouse wheels and most people didn't have mice when yeah. this game came out <laughs>
1: Damn. yeah uh it's it sure let's let's go with crude but not no. as a as a derogatory term no, it's no, crude no, no, no. by today's standards absolutely it's
0: it is what it is. It's what they, it was, it was super advanced for its day.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think that, I think that it's definitely an excellent game to have and to play on occasion and to, to, if nothing else, play once to give yourself a, another stepping stone that you can understand the growth and the development of video games over the years because if you're if you're genuinely a fan of video games i think it's always an enriching experience to go back and see where we have kind of come from
0: oh yeah i would actually argue that rules of engagement 1991 is the most complex starship simulator to date i can't think of one that's more complex i mean i think about uh good example the elite dangerous mm-hmm. the complexity isn't in the way the ship handles right or uh, home world, it's not in the com- there's no complexity there or squadrons which we both loved
1: yeah both love squadrons i i think that elite dangerous does have a lot of complexity a lot of the complexity comes from the more advanced things actually maintaining your power management and advanced flight skills and flying with flight assist off and things like oh, that. Yeah,
0: but here, you know, so many games, like if like we use it, you know, use a Homeworld as a modern example. You click on, uh, on a capital ship and you say, go here. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You've given the order, but here you're the crew. <laughs> You have yeah. to press all the buttons. Like, you're the dude at the controls, fingers flying. Okay, I got to push up. You know, I got to set this angle, and I got to push the throttle up here, and I got to set power to this, and I got to target, and I've got to make sure I'm at the right angle. And, like, it's incredibly complex, but, like, it takes hours to learn this game. But it's super rewarding.
1: Right. Maybe, maybe that's because I don't have the time in, but for me, it was go to targeting, find ships, tell a computer to follow this ship. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my extent of navigation in that game.
0: Oh yeah, you just you go up to him, you knock him out, you're done. But imagine like a fleet like some of these things where you have like twenty ships and you have massive fleet battles and Mm -hmm. you have to tell everyone what to do and all that sort of stuff. This game, like you feel like I don't know how to describe it. You are almost like the guy from Ender. Like you're from Ender's game. It's almost like that. Uh If you like complexity, if you like the idea of controlling the minutia of your ship and nothing about the other ships, you can simply send them orders. You can send them literally radio messages. If you are interested in that, then this is a game for you. Uh, Even like 1991, my God, this game is, you know, 2001, 20, it's it's almost 30 years old, 30 years old next year. Yeah. Um, You know, there's only one place to get it. And that's itch, I dot think the guy charges five bucks for this game and it's totally worth your time. Um, this was one of my favorite games in high school. And I bought this game when it came out I think a, a year or two ago and I never got around to playing it. You know, like my everything else. You buy a game for five bucks and you forget about it. But man, I had a blast this morning when I played this.
1: Well, fair um, enough, man.
0: So you, do you figure you'll play it beyond the hour?
1: i don't think so i'm i'm gonna go to the site and i'm gonna buy it um and i'll have it but i don't i don't think that this is gonna be one that i'm really gonna go back to all that much that really? that deep minutia of um a whole lot of commands to achieve not very much doesn't doesn't have that same grip for me
0: really Yeah, and for me, I love the idea that like I can say capture this, go there, do this. Like they're all simple commands, Mm -hmm. and you actually have to like choose them from a from a menu, and then you decide which ship you want to send it to. So if you have ten ships, you can have ten ships going in ten different directions. But I thought it, I I just you know, I don't know, I like the idea of having that much control over one ship as Mm -hmm. opposed to simply telling my ship go there.
1: Yeah, I I can appreciate that. I I definitely can, but for me it was maybe it was just because I didn't have enough of a grasp of the controls yeah. but it's
0: there's a learning curve here oh my Yeah. Th-
1: oh there's a huge learning curve uh highly recommend you sit down give it a shot learn it a little bit and have and fun for an hour or so yeah read the manual just do yourself the favor and read the damn manual <laughs> um yeah. but it's it's not something that's gonna grab me and really pull me back I'm I'm gonna go back to Elite Dangerous before I go back to uh back to rules of engagement, I believe.
0: That's fair. And me, I'm I'm excited. I'm going back to play this later.
1: Fair I just, enough, I, man.
0: I, I really enjoyed it.
1: So, yeah. All right. OK, there it is.